of cloud. And that's all I have for you guys today uh, for traffic and weather on this hour. Uh, now it's going to be, so we're going to go off with Neil Perlberg and uh, let's get some music going for you guys. Warm you up. Am I set up? Am I on the air? Am I on the air? Yes, we are on the air here. Good evening and welcome to the Off the Lip Radio Show number 308, I think. Six years of uh, Off the Lip Radio Show. And tonight my special guests are the uh, good fr- two good friends, one and only Mr. Kyle Tierman, and who has a long list of accolades as far as what he does for work. Along with Mr. Tyler Fox, the uh, founder of uh, Santa Cruz's own Santa Cruz Waves magazine, which has always been a big hit since the very first issue. So if you get anybody picked up Santa Cruz Waves magazine, this man, Tyler Fox, I think it was your idea. Was that correct? Was it your dad's idea? My dad's. Was it your dad's? I'm giving you (laughs) probably. My my dad seems to come up with everything good, right? We should just just say dad. Dad. Mom and dad. Yep, you got it. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Yeah, and Mr. Tierman here today is uh, going to figure out, I think we figured out what to call this, right? What are we going to call it? The the Mother Effer. Is that right? The Mother Effer Awards. The mother, the, now, you came up with the, you came up with this um, terrific idea of um, the Mother Effer Awards, which is, you can go to, you can imagine what, what the, actual, the real name is. We're going to call it, for KSEO's purposes, the Mother Effer Awards. Celebrating the companies that F the world the most. So, yeah, uh, my close friend Chris Ryan and I uh, created a comedy awards show that celebrates the companies that F the world the most. Um, and we got famous comedians to give acceptance speeches, kind of like this Academy Awards-style right. gala. Right. Um, and these comedians would represent these companies, and they would give acceptance speeches on their behalf. So um, we had six different categories Earth, wind, water, fire, spirit, and reality. So for um, spirit, it was the company that did the most to break the human spirit. Purdue Pharmaceuticals won that uh, award. Which which one, that one? Uh, Purdue Pharmaceuticals. They're the company that uh, came up with OxyContin and lied about its addictive properties uh, and are largely responsible for the opioid epidemic, which is now the leading cause of death in young people in America. We got our friend Simon Rex, a.k.a. Dirt Nasty. He's a comedian. He played the lead in Scary Movie 3, 4, and 5. Right. Uh, to go up as a representative of Purdue right. and give this acceptance speech bragging about all of their accomplishments. Right. Um, and then we got um, investigative journalists who um, whose life, you know, their life work is to um, study this kind of stuff. Tyler, turn your phone off, man. Come on, Come not on this Fox. level. I know. They, this they is high-level, just high-level journalism. What um, are you doing? So journalists would introduce the comedians. So the, um, just like the Academy Awards, we would have three um, nominees. Right. And they would, the journalists would tell a little bit about each nominee. Um, we had Matt Taibbi, who is an investigative journalist from the from Rolling Stone magazine, introduce the air category. Um, these are the and, and we celebrated the banks that have done the most to finance dirty energy uh, and screw their customers. Which is the, which is the Wells Fargo would be the worst. Uh, so Wells Fargo was a nominee. They right. were fined um, over a hundred million dollars for systematically overcharging. Black 
black and Hispanic black and Hispanic homeowners. Um, and in one internal document, it, uh, it was uh, cited that they were um, selling quote ghetto loans to mud people. Um, so that's our our friends over at Wells Fargo have been doing that. And Matt Taibbi was happy to introduce them. Um, another nominee was uh, HSBC admitted to laundering. Um, millions of dollars to a pair of Central and South American drug cartels. Um, and Chase Bank, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, is the number one financier of tar sands energy, one of the dirtiest fossil fuels on the planet. Uh, Chase ended up winning, um, and we had comedians Natasha Legero and Moshe Kasher go up there um, accept. and accept the award. Now, in real life, they're a couple. Um, they pretended to be uh, brother and sister, and their whole bit as they went on stage was that they were in an incestuous romantic relationship, <laughs> and the only thing that could make them horny was financing dirty energy right um so so they they kissed on stage i think i saw where they were kissing yeah yeah yeah. so unless you're somehow anti-incest you'll have to agree that (laughs) chase needs to continue to finance dirty energy so we uh we did this this whole awards show everyone can go to mother effer awards uh dot com and uh you can see all the winners we've linked to organizations that we call uh the cock blockers i think we can say that here yeah, the, these are the, they're the ones that are fighting the mother effers right uh so we've linked to organizations that are actively working against these companies um since then we've started a social media campaign where um People who want to really celebrate these these uh, companies for their achievements can find their logo somewhere around town, so J.P. Morgan Chase, and right. flip them the bird and right. say congratulations on being. your award. Right. Um, so since then, we've been getting a lot of social bird. media of people flipping the bird to Chase Bank, uh, PG&E. They won the Fire Award. Right. They uh, were responsible for 17 of the last 21 California wildfires. They recently went bankrupt and uh, are resisting paying damages um, as a result. So we got some people to flip the bird to PG&E. But, you know, the whole premise of this was that <coughs> Mother Earth is losing and it's time the winners got their due. Um, so rather than shaming these companies, we want to celebrate them and um, really congratulate them on their achievements. How did you come up with this idea? Something you've been kicking around for a while, or? Uh, so I spend a bit of my time down in Los Angeles, yeah. and while I'm there, I stay with my friend Chris Ryan, who's a best-selling author. He wrote the book Sex at Dawn and is a very funny guy himself. We both run podcasts, and uh, it was about this time last year I was writing an article uh, for Earth Day, which is coming up on April 15th. We were talking about what a silly concept it is that we have one day a year where we celebrate the Earth. Um, And we just kind of blurted it out over coffee, like, man, we should celebrate the companies that F Mother Earth the most. We thought, oh, that could actually be kind of fun. And um, because we both do podcasts, we have friends who are investigative journalists. Like I said, Matt Taibbi um, was one. Abby Martin, who's a reporter for RT America, was another – the Yes Men were involved. Some people might recognize um, them. And uh, it all just came together very quickly. We had support from uh, the Nell Newman Foundation to right. pull it off. Big right. thank you to, to them, um, Santa Cruz-based foundation. And, yeah, it, it took a lot of time and effort. but uh, it, it was kind of a gala affair with tuxedos, and right? It was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, and we had uh, Lensfire Films, which is a local production company, right. shoot and edit the whole thing. So it's all up 
at the mother effer. The mother the mother dot com. The, the mofas. That's another way that What's we're saying. What's it called? The mofas. The, the mofas. Yeah. T- uh, Mr. Fox, you're a good friend, of Mr. Tierman, right here. What do you think about that idea? Did you were you there for that? I, I was. Uh, oh, you were. We I went down uh, carpooled down with um, Ty Melville, uh, our a mutual friend. And um, we had a blast. Yeah, it was fun getting all dressed up and red carpet. Um, all the photographers were there, and it was it was yeah. quite the scene, man. It was it was big. It was it was uh, it was an awesome event. Is there is it making a difference though? That's the that's the key. Is it is that the the MF awards going to make a difference? You think? Um, is the ball continuing to roll? Well, I think that. This is about shifting the tone of these issues more than it is about a few people closing their account at Chase Bank. Right. I think that it is a major problem that we can't say the F word on that. You know, people are more offended by the F word than they are about the fact that these companies are effing Mother Earth. Right. And, I, and right now. Um, what you see happening in our country is this erosion of environmental regulations um, and more and more lobbyists having more and more influence in government so that these corporations can make more and more money at the expense of us, really. I mean, when you look at something, you know, a company like Purdue Pharma, they have immense um, power and influence within government. They've done everything they can to privatize all the profits and then socialize the costs you and I pay for the opioid epidemic through coroner's offices, through hospitals, through you know, how many people out there ha- have someone who got addicted to Oxycontin right. and then switched to heroin. Right. So I think that it's important to call out these companies. And um, I, do, I don't think that they're getting nearly enough media because these kinds of conversation or these kinds of topics are complex and it's easy to make them boring. So the idea is to entertain more people and kind of cast the net a little bit wider. But did it did it get picked up by mainstream you know uh, news agencies, NBC, someone who can take it to even a grander scale than what you had it on? Yeah, we had the Young Turks uh, that are uh, one of YouTube's largest um, news sites um, make a video about it, and we had uh, a number of writers there, but. The idea was this first year was proof of concept, right. and we want to make it bigger and badder every year because it's fun. You know, and that's the thing is that environmental and social issues are not fun. Right. Um, they're depressing, and people don't want to listen to that. So right. to be able to flip it and create it this create this comedy event was just a um, it was a good time for me. Big success. Yeah. You, you can go to you can go to MotherEfferAwards.com, right? Yes, on, YouTube, on YouTube or the website, go check it out. Yeah, at, the website. The, the, or you can go on uh, Facebook or Instagram. You can find the whole thing. When you come back from uh, – actually, there's going to be no break because I'm just going to read the ads. This portion of the show is brought to you by uh, Santa Cruz Mountain Brewery. I want to thank Emily for supporting the show right there on the west side. Also, Sean Rovi, Farmers Insurance. The uh, he's, That guy stole more waves from me than anybody else I know. But if you're looking for a great farmers insurance agent, no better than my good friend Sean Rovi. Uh, Lighthouse Bank, I want to thank John Sisk, local bank, local people who know our town. And yes, great service. So I want to thank John Sisk from Lighthouse Bank. And uh, I think I've seen you in there mowing a few times, Mr. Fox. Surf City Sandwich. Oh, yeah. What would you get there? What, do you, what would you go for in the Surf City? What would you. I had the uh, the salmon. Uh, the, oh, I think the it was wrap the, or the, or the, the burger. The, the King Salmon Wrap. It was delicious. So th- deadly. Th- thank you, Fig Surf City Sandwich. I want to thank. Uh, I had the. How did I have today? I had the chicken with the Caesar salad. 
excellent. Dieting a little bit. Dieting a little bit. Due to the 30-day uh, challenge at the yoga studio that all three of us attend. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to thank Fig from uh, Surf City Sandwich right there on the top end of 41st Avenue. If you get a chance, check it out at Surf City Sandwich. What do you think about this yoga we're doing? I mean, you, 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 us three all do that hot yoga. Is it? What are we doing? Is Suffering? Just as a complete... Is it completely... Does your body love it and your mind hate it, that type of deal? Uh, I, mean, I saw you the other day. You were dying. You were on your knees, hands and knees, dying. I saw you 30 minutes into the class going, sucking wind there, Mr. German. Is this still <laughs> an ad? Or are you roping us no, into I'm the ad? Or? No, I'm not roping it. Okay. No, uh, this isn't part of the... This yeah. could be part of the ad. Okay, yeah. this is the ad. No, I enjoy uh, yoga quite a bit. I had an awkward situation the other day. I snapped my arm and I had surgery, and there was this uh, girl in the yoga class who... Um, she looked at me, and after the class, she said, I think you're in here for the same reason I'm in here, because I have this, this scar on you my arm it, now. Not in yoga. You no, not in it. yoga. No, and she was like, it's kind of a heavy story. She said, uh, you're, are you a cutter like me? And I was like, oh, no, I broke my arm kite surfing, but have a great day. <laughs> She's a cutter? I guess so. She it said it's you it in yoga? A, yeah, it was a really strange, awkward experience. And, yeah. and, but it, it was interesting to think about because, you know, if if she would have said, oh, you, you broke your arm like me, like we're very accepting of physical injuries, but right. mental, right. Uh, you know, a lot of people are suffering mentally, but we keep that under wraps. It's of kind of embarrassing. So right. it was this, uh, I guess it, it was this like, Perf there was a lot in a very short amount of time. The situation. But she came out and said what she said. She did. Yeah. She didn't hold but back. That was a, a dark turn from uh, yoga. But yeah, I, I do enjoy yoga. <laughs> Fox is pretty good. He's pretty. He's pretty good at it. Hey, I. He's I, always in the front row. You're always in the front well, row, looking good and working hard. Thank you. I, I try to just um, model after the instructor, right? If, she, if whatever she's doing, I just try my very best to keep keep up with them is this, and, you, so you, and you, they're all beast moding it they so. are so you guys both surf mavericks is this helping you guys with your surfing i i think it is what do you, do think, you think kyle do you, do you think that yeah i think it helps the connectivity like of all your joints because there is a lot of working out that you do where right. it it seems kind of singular and yoga i would say is more of an insurance policy for me than anything okay are we gonna talk about uh, i want to talk about your podcast a very successful podcast. How long have you been doing it for now? About three and a half years. Right, and it's called? The Kyle Tierman Show. And how, how can people listen to The Kyle Tierman Show? Uh, anywhere, on Spotify or any of the podcast apps. Interview a lot of big wave surfers, investigative journalists, uh, porn stars, sex therapists. Um, I get to travel quite a bit surfing as well, so I always bring my podcast equipment um, overseas with me, and um, it's a good time. Your favorite podcast so far is? Favorite podcast so far, um, probably uh, probably the podcast I have did with Matt Taibbi. He's yeah. someone who I respect tremendously. I think yeah. his journalism is some of the best out there. He's kind of uh, known as the Hunter S. Thompson of our generation, um, and we had a really good conversation about the banking system and how how the whole collapse was framed um to blame people in the recession of the recession of, yeah. of 2008 right. and um he documented very clearly how these banks um you know, jp morgan chase and goldman sachs uh, really systematically 
um, lied about the um, the loans. And you know, he has this great line in one of his articles. He says the world's largest investment bank. He's referring to J- to uh, Goldman Sachs is. A great vampire squid with its tentacles wrapped around the face of humanity, relentlessly jamming its blood funnel into anything that smells like money. Can you repeat that again? (laughs) The world's largest investment bank is a great vampire squid wrapped around the face of humanity, relentlessly jamming its blood funnel into anything that smells like money. Yeah, so I I think that it's it's people who can kind of paint that picture because – um, multinational corporations, um, many of which are extractive, like to frame themselves with PR campaigns through this lens that they're just your friendly neighbor and there's right. this symbiotic relationship. Right. But I think that um, in reality that it's a much more parasitic relationship. Okay. Um, again, you know, going back to the opioid right. epidemic, um, there's an author – who wrote a book called Dreamland about the true story of America's opioid epidemic. And he says that it wouldn't have spread nearly as fast without the advent of Walmarts. Because what happens is when Walmarts move into communities, they tend to close down all of the businesses around them. And uh, Walmart is where a lot of uh, addicts would, would steal. It's where they would get their prescriptions. And there's very low accountability there. It's not right. like the mom and pop sh- shop right. that's like, hey, wow, Jerry doesn't look like he's doing well, right. so it kind of erodes this this community, right? com, this community, you right. know, and and I and um, that is really the power of of local business and having a robust community is people talking to each other. Whereas now you have an entire country that is kind of atomized and encapsulated in their own little worlds, and you don't know your neighbors anymore. Right. And the social costs of that are. Huge. So, I mean, these these issues sound big, right? And and kind of larger than life. We can't say anything about them. But I think that it really can be as simple as going and knocking on your neighbor's door and and making friends with them. Because as um, bigger disasters happen, we're going to have to rely on each other. Right, Mr. Fox. What do you see him in in ten years? You see him in the political arena at all? No, I don't think Kyle would be in the political arena. If if I were to guess in 10 years, he would be super successful continuing to do podcasts and stand-up comedy and and following in the footsteps of Joe Rogan and uh you know, some of these Kyle, are you funny? Famous personalities. <laughs> I'm funny if you get me drunk. Uh just what yeah, no, you get me on these topics. I'm not that funny. I start to turn into a Debbie Downer. But I mean, to, to shine the spotlight no, on you're a guy, you're, If anybody listening, he's a guy, when you when Kyle walks into a room or you talk to Kyle, you always think he's having a conversation with like 15 other people, even though you're all talking to him. His mind seems like it's always, right? Yeah. His mind's <laughs> always going. Yeah. I, right? he, he's a... Uh, he probably doesn't... You can, when, he, when he's thinking, he makes the constipated face. Yeah, that's my constipated <laughs> face. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at what Tyler's doing with Santa Cruz Waves. Right. I think that it's it's really important because right now we spend way too much time thinking about national politics and not nearly enough time right. thinking about local, local politics. Right. And what Tyler's done, creating a magazine that people want to read, learning about issues that affect us. Locally um, or, or locally, locally. Right. Yeah, is is super important because there's this void right now. Um, and I think that the, the issues that you can really affect change on are in your backyard. Kyle, what, what, 
was, has Santa Cruz Waves magazine changed from more, it was start off more of a surf magazine, now it's changing into more of a Santa Cruz as a community and making change, making better changes for, uh, as, as Kyle spoke about? Yeah, um, I, I think it, 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 it started, it's funny, a lot of people, some may remember, but it started as a website, started digitally. Right. And um, we just were were posting so many photos and, and articles online, and it was just getting lost in the digital um, World. ether, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so um, I was like, you know, let's make let, let's try and make this stuff last longer with maybe a coffee table book was the original inception. So um, that that evolved into basically a free, high quality magazine. So what's the magazine today? How how, how different is it from the very first issue? Um, it, it, it's just every issue. I think we we um, improve yeah. ever ever so slightly. The first issue, we were working with a different printer, and um, I, the the it, it was just it was more um, elementary. Yeah. You know, it wasn't as refined. <clears throat> right. So I think each issue is just getting more ref- refined. Right. This very short break, which is going to be no break, because I just get to read these things. We're going to talk about the uh, the issue. What you came on here, which we want to stop. Uh, with Brent Allen, right? Yeah. Uh, Kyle does nothing about it, but <laughs> they I'm, sure, cruise ships. I'm sure he'll join in. Yeah, this portion of the show is brought to you by Steve and Diane Pereira. My good friend Steve, want to thank those guys for supporting the show since day one from Baby Properties, looking for a home that can sell your house here in Santa Cruz. No one better than Steve and Diane Pereira. Chill Out Cafe, nothing more to say then. We roll the fatties. Chill Out Cafe right there on 45th Avenue. Also, uh, Beach Nest Vacation Rentals. If you're looking for a vacation home in Santa Cruz, no one better than Beach Nest Vacation Rentals. And also, People's Coffee right there on 17th and Bromer, the finest and strongest and uh, most fine coffee there, served by Curtis and his staff at People's Coffee. And also, the Hideout Restaurant in Aptos. I've seen Mr. Fox in there on more than one occasion. So if you want to talk to Tyler, you might see him at the Hideout Restaurant in Aptos. I want to thank Pete and Austin for supporting the show. And, of course, as we spoke about before, Hot Elevation Studios on 41st Avenue. Where uh, Are you doing the 30-day challenge, Tyler? No. No, I'm not he, doing it. I suck. I, <laughs> no, I'm not doing the 30-day challenge. That's, that's ludicrous. But that's... if you get a chance, uh, go check out Hot, Ele- Hot Elevation Studios. Okay, the reason I invited Tyler tonight is two things. One is the Swelly Awards. We're going to talk about it in a minute. But right now there's a, a peaceful demonstration happening tomorrow is tomorrow it is tomorrow okay. at 5 p.m what, what, what are you what are we all pissed about um yes so the, the i i'm i wouldn't i am a, a little pissed um but i'm i'm more concerned um and i'm wondering why the the monterey bay national marine sanctuary um and and the general communities are are allowing 17 it was 18 17 cruise ships uh to to drop anchor in in just 20 2019 just this year so and and in monterey next to monterey yeah i mean probably less than a mile off uh off the coast not even there's not even yeah i mean they're super close in and they're um ginormous and and I've started to, thanks to Brent Allen, who's a local advocate, um, he brought a few things to my attention, and I've been just digging into the um, the internet and, and, and looking at as many articles as I can, and 
Um, the more I dig, the more uh, dirty I, I'm finding out this industry actually is. They, they, they may be, they may be in line for a MFO, motherfucker. M- <laughs> What do they call it? What do MoFo we call it? Awards. The MoFo. They may be in line for a MoFo award, the cruise ships. Uh, could be. Could be. Never know. we got some stiff competition out there. What's, okay, give me more stiffer competition than the, cruise ship, on the, than the ocean than, that's, than playing havoc on the ocean than a cruise ship. Well, we got to talk about why cruise ships are bad, don't we? Well, I know why they're bad. Why are they bad? Because of pollute, because they're pollutants. How so? And there's no, there's no emission. There's no emission control on a cruise ship. And all that's. And I used to work on a cruise ship, so you, they, if they don't dock, if they don't dock, like in Monterey, they're running. They're running. They're running their engines. They're running a yeah. generator. They're running everything. They're not plugging into anything. So yeah, I, mean, I, I heard a, a, a stat that um, one average cruise ship basically uh, per day um, emits as much particulate matter as one million uh, cars. cars. Right. And it, it, so it's just yeah. Like, I, I mean, there's um, I, there's also there's there's better ships, and it, it's definitely a sliding scale. You know, not every single one is horrible, and 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 they're not all like good either. You know, um, so. But something, but, but tomorrow there's going to be a protest at the. Uh, San Carlos Beach right, down there time? in Monterey at 5 p.m. T- and. T- yeah. Tomorrow evening. Tomorrow evening, yep, okay. down All there right. in, in Monterey. Mm-hmm. So uh, we encourage just people to come and um, if, if they want to try and learn more. And it's basically just a, a discussion. Like, let's talk about this. It's 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 an issue. So Are there right. going to be people from the opposing side there as well to talk about it? Um, I'm sure they, <coughs> uh, they might be. Um, we were at a city council meeting, and I know they're kind of following what we're doing. So... So, um, so, I, I mean, I encourage anyone and everyone to come and join, and let's have a conversation. So if you go, its engines are running, right, sitting outside Monterey, so there's no emissions, there's no emission control on a cruise ship. It's just blowing crap out into the air. That's heading, that's going across all the schools, it's going across Monterey, Pacific Grove, Carmel, and people are breathing this thing in. I mean, this stuff's going across. How many schools are in that area? Yeah. I mean, it's just they're they're pretty gross. Yeah. And so it's something that we should look at as far – I don't know how they – we went from almost like no cruise ships to now we're getting like 17 yeah. decide they want to pop in here yeah. a, into a national marine sanctuary. It's Where are they coming from? They're coming from San Francisco or L.A. They're probably got, but going, going down to Mexico or coming back. Mm. You know, I think. And do most of them uh, leave and come back through the same port, so right. they go do a big circle. Probably, I don't. They probably, uh, probably have a. They probably have a. I don't know if they have a beginning and an end destination, but they're traveling up and down the up the California coast. Yeah, but, you know, I, I think if they go to San Francisco, they plug in. If they go to L.A., they plug in. They start, yeah. They can turn everything off. But he, when they're sitting in Monterey, everything's running. So it's uh, they're anchored. Yeah, yeah, they're anchored. So I mean, if 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 those ships were sitting outside Santa Cruz. I think there would be much more of a, hull, a hubble, you know, hullabaloo than there are. You know, and 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 let's just um, let's just say that maybe they weren't um, as destructive environmentally as as we say they are. Yeah. Um, and I encourage anyone listening just to do the research. Go online, Google um, uh, cruise ships, you know, and environment environmental cruise ship reports. Cruise is all you got to do. There's a, there's and, a thousand articles come up. Um, but. Uh, you know, they're also just – do they fit with the – kind of the ethos of our area, yeah. you know, and, 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 and keeping businesses local? I mean it's just – I'm 
I'm all for tourism, but I just think it should be done in the right way, in a responsible way. We're going to just mention the upcoming shows. We're going to come back and talk to Mr. Kyle Tiemann about campaign finance reform. That's a humdinger. You want to talk about that? Sure. Let's do that. Uh, uh, Let me see. Next week, Alex Lucero and Live Again, March 19th. March 26th, I think he was in the latest issue of Santa Cruz Wave magazine, Ethan Estes. Is that correct? Yeah, you got Ethan's it. Ethan's going to be on March 26th. Uh, what does April, Ethan do? He is an artist, right? Yep. Uh, he's, an, he's using rope and all kinds of different techniques for his art, his artist, for his yep. art correct? Yep. <coughs> April 2nd, Vince Broglio. Uh, April 9th, Josh Lawyer. April 16th, Grant Washburn and Jed Knoll, and also Mr. Greg Knoll will be calling in on that show. April 16th. That's a good one. uh, April 23rd, Jeff Clark. Uh, April 30th, Bro Bro. Bro Bro, Marcel Soros. Marcel Soros will be coming back. (laughs) May 7th, a really great band, Locomotive Breath. And uh, May 14th, Harry Mayo, Bob Rittenhouse, and Doug Thorne show will be played that I recorded earlier. Three legends of Santa Cruz surfing have been surfing in Santa Cruz since 1936. Wow. And May 21st, Mr. John Mel. Uh, May 28th, the Santa Cruz Longboard Union oh. Group will be here. So we've got plenty of shows coming up till through uh, the end of May. Uh, uh, back with Mr. Carlton. Are you still a Patagonia ambassador? I am. Ten years. Ten years of Patagonia ambassador. I'd like to know what that what Patagonia ambassador does. Can we talk about what a Patagonia ambassador does since uh, you are one? Yeah, I test their gear and I get to go on surf trips and it's the best company in the world. Yeah, I mean it actually it ties into what I was talking about earlier as, as far as the effect that multinational corporations, Patagonia is one of them, um, can have on the world. Um, I think that most, you know, many... Uh, Many corporations do not, are not leading an examined existence yep. through their supply chain, through the amount of pollutants that they're creating, through the amount of plastic pollution that a lot of these companies create. And I think Patagonia is a good example of one that has um, done a lot to take a good hard look at themselves and um, improve their supply chains, um, You know, cut off uh, emissions anywhere they can, pay their workers well, and... Um, it feels good to be able to represent them. You've always, been revol- you've been always, since I've known, you've been involved in the environment. I've done you know, YouTube videos and so much work. Where, where have you seen your best work, or where's, where have you seen you've made, where have you made the most change in something that you've done and been involved with? I don't know. I've, I've never really done this to make change. Honestly, I've always been interested in these kinds of issues. Um, you know, when I started out it was it was just because i found it like i i was a sponsored surfer when i was 16 and i always thought that they the company was just trying to be nice when they were giving me free clothes and putting us telling me to put a sticker on my board and i remember i had this realization that they were getting something in return right from me doing that and i had this sort of thought like well, what is it that I'm representing? Do I want to be representing something good? And then I, that kind of was the first thread that I started pulling on to learn about supply chain, learn about plastic pollution, learn about the banking and finance um, world. And it was never really to create change. It was always just because I, I was, it was, I was really curious about it. And I would start talking about these issues with my friends over a few beers, and if I could do it in a way that would keep their interest, 
that was fun for me. Yeah. It was like a fun challenge. Right, and right. around the same time, I was watching a lot of Vice, you know, being a like, 16, 17-year-old kid, um, where people just a few older, a few years older than I was were telling these really badass stories. Um, so I try and make the – I mean, if you want to talk about change and how we can actually do it, yeah. we can get into campaign finance reform because – I think that there, you know, uh, Thoreau has this great quote. He said, "For um, there are a thousand uh, hacking at the leaves of evil for every one that is striking the root." I think that there are a lot of people that are really angry about a lot of issues, but all of their spouting of anger isn't really doing much. And I think that campaign finance reform isn't the most important issue, but I think that it's the first issue. Um, and I've been doing a lot of research uh, on that issue. Uh, through a guy named Lawrence Lessig, who's a Harvard law professor, um, who basically makes it clear that our politicians right now spend 30 to 70 percent of their time in office actively fundraising. And they're actively fundraising from a very small um, amount of people in America. So they're sort of getting swayed by what this very, very small percentage of people want them to do while they are in office. And lobbyists have been getting more and more influence over our politicians, where now less and less of them are representing us, mm -hmm. the people, mm -hmm. and more and more. I mean, I don't even want to call it the 1%. It's like the 1% of the 1% who represent multinational corporations that, you know, I mean, for example, um, you know, one of our winners for the the, the Mother Effort Awards was Tyson Foods. Right. Um, what they what they win for? Uh, they won for the land category. Um, they are uh, they they're essentially responsible for for creating the dead zone in the Louisiana Gulf through the amount of animal crap that gets washed down um, through the Mississippi right. River right. and and the amount of runoff that there is. Um, and they were one of the top uh, donors to Scott Pruitt, the ex head of the EPA that basically made his entire stay there about slashing environmental regulations. So you see how this this connection between companies, lobbyists, and government officials is now um, taking place, and there's this revolving door from people who are in Congress that then become lobbyists and back again. So I think that as a country, if we actually do want to get out of this mess, campaign finance reform is the way to do it. Um, and I recommend that everyone check out a podcast called Another Way with Lawrence Lessig. Um, you can also check out his interview on Joe Rogan. But I'm I'm sold that that's the only way that we're actually going to be able to turn the tide. Is, is there going to be an, a mother effer award for uh, you, politics? Yeah, we're thinking year? about expanding. And Lawrence Lessig uh, has already agreed to be a presenter at the 2019 MOFAs, which is okay. exciting. So. Uh, we're uh, we're looking for nominees actively right now. So if some so anybody listening right now can maybe e who are the email just say, just, uh, go just, to, just go just on the Instagram page. Right. Um, Mother Effer. Yeah, or on the website, and okay. people can make their nominees known. But we also are you know, we have a lot of friends who are investigative journalists and do this for a living. So we, I mean, facts are our body armor here because we could get sued if we're if we're lying about what these companies are doing, but. We haven't heard. Did you hear? Did you hear any fallout from this, the companies that that received awards or were nominated for these awards? Oh yeah, well PG and E and and Purdue Pharma. No, well they've both announced bankruptcy since the awards, so we're taking full credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't turn off your lights. No, not yet. <laughs> so what credit? What any different categories next year? 
you, so you got give me the categories again. Or, so it's it's uh, land for yeah. um, the company that made dirt dirtier than ever. Water for the company that took the biggest piss in the global pool. Coca Cola. Coca Cola won that. Yeah. I saw I saw uh, Mr. Fox here flipping the Coca Cola off. Yeah, Coca Cola is the number one plastic polluter globally. Right. Um, there's this. Uh, there's a coalition of organizations, over 1,300 organizations, um, and they're known as the Break Free from Plastics Movement. And last year they uh, did hundreds of beach cleanups all over the world to identify who the largest plastic polluters in the world are. Right. And they found that Coke, Nestle, and Pepsi, their products, find their way into the oceans um, more than any others. So they have this big campaign called hashtag is this yours and then you tag the company. And, and again, I think that individual action is important. You know, bring your own cup if you're going to go to people's coffee. But these corporations are way, way bigger than you. So if you can get Coca-Cola to shift their supply chain, um, if you can get them to adopt more recycled products, that one change is going to make such a bigger difference um, so I do think that more focus needs to be on holding these companies accountable because right now they're operating in an amoral universe and they're – a lot of them are acting like sociopaths. <laughs> it's true. I mean really if, yeah. you, if you look at, no. at what they're doing, they, they do everything that they can to make the public bear the cost. And there's a massive amount of costs for plastic pollution. 99% yeah. of the feedstock for plastic is like what your Coke bottle is made out of if it's plastic – is oil and natural gas. So what's propelling the plastics industry is the natural gas and fracking industry. You know, you get your Coke bottle. Uh, so so there's costs there, obviously, with climate. You know, areas down in Louisiana, there's a place called Cancer Alley that has the highest cancer, birth defect, and water contamination rates in the country. This is due to the oil and natural gas industry yep. making your plastic bottle. Your Coke bottle makes its way to you for 10 minutes. You throw it in the blue bin. Now China and uh, India are no longer accepting our trash. So we send most of our – so the blue bin, the like blue we, bin, yeah. we don't have the waste infrastructure to deal with our own trash. So we ship it over to Asia. Right now, a lot of our trash is going to Indonesia um, where they just – you know, if it's not worth their recycling, they just burn it or, you know, they put it out into these rivers. And that's where you see photos of guys getting barreled in plastic. That could be your Coke bottle. So, again, I, I think that um, it – it isn't like I think it's important for people to know like it's not your fault that all this stuff is so messed up. Like yeah, t take personal accountability, but if you just look at the scale of where we are, I think we need to shine more but accountability. The most, the on the most these we companies. can do is put it in the blue bin outside KSCO. I can put this. I can put this bottle in the in a blue bin at KSX. This is for, that's all I can do. Uh, well, what do you mean? I mean that's as far, that's I can't do anything else to make that thing. Yeah, exactly. And and it's you know, I think that people tend to dislike environmentalists because they be t they tend to be very shouty. And I like I was thinking about this today, like environmentalists who are angry at, you know, some some woman for using a plastic bag at the checkout. Like what they're angry about is that she doesn't have the perspective on where that plastic bag goes. But a lot of environmentalists don't have the perspective on where she is in her life. Like, what, you're going right. to yell at some woman who's working two jobs to right. go home and feed her kids and expect her to care about plastic pollution? Right. Like, sorry, she's got other stuff on her plate. That's right. So I think that these choices should be made more simple for yeah. for people, and we shouldn't have nearly as much poison on the shelves. Okay. Uh, this Porsche show is brought to you by uh, – uh, you tried. You've, you've sucked this down.
Yeah, what is it? Lunacy Vodka. Yep. You tried Lunacy Vodka. Yep. Made right here in Santa Cruz. I want to thank uh, Devin from Lunacy Vodka for supporting the show. That's some good stuff right there. Don't drink it, though, personally, but, you know, <laughs> had a couple of sips. Have you been here? Have you been there yet? Primal in Santa Cruz. You eaten there yet? Oh, yeah. Good, you have, you've eaten a Primal? No, I haven't. Really good. The cauliflower buffalo, the cauliflower wings. Oh, yeah. those to, are good. Those are really good Tasty. to die for. So a gluten-free, non-GMO, organic, locally sourced, incredibly healthy food. You'll be stoked if you go to Mission and Laurel on the west side and check out Primal Santa Cruz. Also brought to you by the Kayak Connection, Santa Cruz Harbor and Must Landing at Elkhorn Slough. I want to thank Dave Grigsby from the Kayak Connection for supporting the show. Uh, Merge 4 Socks. Thank you very much, Cindy Busnard, for the Merge 4s. Nothing more comfortable than Merge 4 Socks. And I don't... Oh, yeah. Have you guys guys tried this? Have you been Rolfed yet? Mm, we tried I've the roll about thing? that. Huh? I've, heard I've heard about, about it. it. Yeah, Dude, I heard it's painful. It's, <laughs> you know what though? It fixes you right up. Yeah. I mean, I had a bad, a bad I, TC had a bad shoulder. I had a bad back. Was, my hip was killing me. I went in and got raw. Yeah, it feels like someone's driving. That like, this guy Matt Hartman does it, and it feels like he's driving his Toyota truck over right <laughs> over the side of you. But when you leave there, you, you, you're kind of tingling, and it, right. it, things shift, and it's really yeah. good. But let me tell you something. Yeah, it's painful. If you're not feeling it, you're not healing it. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's your best one tonight. Was that? <laughs> that was best than the one. The, what was the first one you came up with? The first one with the tentacles. Oh, oh the that one. That wasn't world's... his words, though. Yeah, well, no, I know. And, and neither were if you're not feeling it, you're not healing it. I, I have an injured wrist right now, and uh, I was getting acupuncture, and I was screaming, and he was saying that uh, if you're not feeling it, you're not healing it. What about some rolfing? That could be good for it. Could be good for it, huh? Yeah. yeah. Check that out. Yeah, uh, we're talking. We're going to talk about the kite surfing colla- the accident, or sure. Yeah, I was learning how to kite surf and or kite board. And for people who don't know that sport is, it's you, you get harnessed into a massive kite right on the windiest day of the year. Right, it's not. And you idea. expect nothing bad will happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you know, uh, that's on the same thing as as wingsuiting, right? A uh, little I'm, different. I'm at, uh, what? A little different? <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's, I'm pissed. I liked kite surfing. It's he liked. I, it. I was I was into it for a second. It's, it's like, it's, it's like it's a sport that's not even cool. It's like the it's like the badminton of ocean sports, except there's a 50-50 chance you'll die doing it. <laughs> no, I was psyched on it. It was my third day. I was, I was just learning how, and they my instructor put me on way too big of a kite right when I was going out, and I got launched across the beach. So it was my fault. I didn't know what I was doing, but. Uh, Broke my arm, unfortunately, and we'll uh, be back soon. You all right? Uh, getting better. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to go back and do it again? I'd like you reti- to, yeah. You're retired. Well, the thing that was cool about this, so this, in all seriousness, the thing that surprised me and was most attractive, me, attractive to me about kite surfing yeah. was that I was always under the um, impression that it would feel really windy while you were out there. Yeah. And I hate, like, surfing when it's gale force yeah, winds, there's yeah. dirt flying in your eyes, and you can't see. But when you're on a kite, you're going with the wind, so it doesn't feel like it's a windy day right. as soon as you get up. Right. And you get going fast. Right, right. but you yeah. get no brakes. Um, well, you do if you let go. Yeah. The kite powers down. And a lot of great surfers around town are into kites kiteboarding because uh we have waddell so close yeah, so right. no i it's it's a kite awesome surf, sport kite surfing or kiteboarding is it i was doing kiteboarding i think the difference two different, it's two different well things? i think kite surfing is just when you're on a surfboard and okay. uh guys like josh mulcoy right. kite surf all the time it's right. really impressive to watch but i was on a kiteboard which is basically a wakeboard right and you can go both ways right and, um 
Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I have enough hobbies. That's yeah, you a hard thing. Okay, so I want to talk about right now, we, I, one of the reasons I invited Tyler on was to talk about the, the Swellies, Swelly Awards, which is coming up. And, Carl, maybe we, we could learn tonight if we won a Swelly for anything. <laughs> uh, I don't think we did, but we'll find out tonight if we did win a Swelly. So the, the Swelly Awards is... Mr. Fox? Th- this will be our fifth annual uh, Santa Cruz Wave Swellies. And uh, it's basically just uh, an awesome um, night to get the community together celebrating our local uh, businesses and um, local uh, people, personalities, artists, photographers. Uh, and it's just an awesome time at the Museum of Art and History. And so it's a best of, uh, best best restaurant, best this, yeah. best, of, best the other. Correct? Yeah, yeah, best. We, we, we call it, we, our, our verbiage is favorite, our favorites. Right. Um, our, yeah, you know, so it's, it is, uh, it's fun. You know, people get really excited about it. We have awards, we have live music, um, Who's food, playing this year? vendors. Um, I'm going to get back to you on that okay. one. We have yep. some people in the works, but I just okay. want to, I, I, I want to finalize before okay. I. Yep. Before you write the check. Yep, exactly. Okay. So it, did anybody in this room win a swelly this year? Um, Neil, I you I think you might have. <laughs> Which is no. I'm not going to tell Which you the no. category. But Mr. Demon no. deserves one. <laughs> I love the swellies. I'm yeah. a big fan of what Tyler does. And it's how much oh. is it? The tickets are on. Tickets are you go to eventbrite.com. Yeah. yeah, well, you can just go to our website, SantaCruzWaves.com. Okay. There's There's going to be a link up there for and the tickets. And right now, I'm going to give away two tickets to go to that event. You are? Yeah. Ste- Who approved Ste- that? Stephanie did. <laughs> Eight three one four. What's how much the tickets? Fifteen bucks. Uh, I think it's twenty. Okay, eight three one four seven nine ten eighty is the phone number. Just the first caller uh, gets two tickets to the Swelly Awards, which is when? Uh, that's April eighteenth. It is a fun. The, last year's event was a lot of fun. That's a gas. Er, yeah, it's it is. A, Museum of Art and History is a cool venue too. It's yeah, a really it's a great neat venue. Spot. Um, so once again, your podcast is available at kyletierman.com. Uh, yeah, that or Kyle.surf. That's Kyle the easier way surf. to do Yeah. Okay. And um, with uh, – I talked to – I did an article about uh, Mark Sponsler. Yeah. Um, for the Sentinel. And he, he did mention that Mavericks will be happening this year due to what's going on in the atmosphere and jet stream and so forth. You guys really? ready to go? Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, he said, yeah, it's going to be happening. Okay. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about, He dude? said it was. We'll see. At the beginning of the winter, he said that? He said this like about a month ago. <laughs> well, I, 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 I hope he's right, but the clock is ticking because the, uh, When's the, uh, the fu- waiting period closes um, in about two weeks. Okay. He may be, so. he, he may be on. <laughs> There's no way. Mark Sponsler is the man. I've had right. him on my show. He's a He's very good. ninja when it comes to swell forecasting. And yeah. we had an amazing November, December of this year, but then the faucet got turned off. So right. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I could be wrong, too. You never know when a big swell's going to happen. He was all but, excited about it, but he yeah. said this going on, that's going on, and jet schemes going on. And yeah. like, they just yeah. ran Nail Scott, so they, they lucked out. Who won that? Uh, I don't know who won it. I know uh, local Anthony Tajnik. I think he got second. So cool. Tajnik got awesome. second? Yeah. Um, so once again, you can go to the MotherEfferAwards.com. And if you actually – it's not Mother Effer, but you can imagine what it is what it is like. Well, it's funny. What, what is, you, isn't it uh, weird that you can't say the word, but we're putting the word in everyone's mind? Right. Like everyone listening to this knows the word. Yeah. So it's kind of on us. You can't say it on AM radio. But what's the difference? Like, we're still putting it in their mind. It's the, <laughs> right? The F's, yeah, I know. 
I mean, you got to talk to the FCC about that, right? Yeah. I mean, if I say it, I'm going to get, you know, MZ's going to get fined apparently $10,000. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Huh. Should we just say it? <laughs> On three. One. I'm not doing two. it. <laughs> I just turned everything off. Get, one thing Rosemary said when, when Rosemary does the morning show, yeah. she saw I was having you on with the you know, the MF awards. She goes, get, get ready with a dump button. She put little green stickers here. <laughs> green stickers are right there for the dump button in case the, the word came so out. So I got to start a podcast. You can say whatever you want. That might be a good idea. The Offbeat hey. Radio Show podcast. I think about that. Oh, the Santa Cruz uh, every, Waves podcast. Every, everybody's doing it. The Santa Cruz Waves podcast. I don't have, know. have thought of it, but uh, I, I don't. K- KT's got it got it unlocked, so He's got it. I don't know if there's enough room. Mr. Tierman, uh the, the, the awards next year will be when and where? Uh, it'll be December 3rd in okay. Los Angeles. We did it at the Miracle Theater in Inglewood, California. Okay. Um, and, yeah, we got bigger some time. And b- bigger and better next year? Bigger and better. Okay. Always. Yeah, I really enjoy it, man. I mean, being able to uh, hang with comedians and watch them flip some of the darkest issues of our time into comedy was really... Fun. Right. Like we had a, a comedian named Leo Flowers represent PG and E, uh, and you know, he he was like, you know, we were only responsible for 17 of the last 21 <laughs> California wildfires, but I'm confident that next year we can be responsible for 21 out of 21 Get, wildfires. Make it 100. percent He's like, we believe in minimalism. <laughs> what better way to get rid of all of your stuff than a wildfire? <laughs> Yeah. He nailed it. And we were just like, <laughs> that was heavy. Did the phone ring the next day, like, from PG? No, no, no one, no aftermath? Uh, I mean, no they're, wake? They're, they're, we, we emailed all of them and told them that we have uh, trophies for them, which yeah. we do. Yeah. Um, that says 2018, Mother Effer of the Year. <laughs> Um, we haven't heard back though, so if anyone on social media wants to tag them and tell them that they con- just congratulate them on their award, yeah. um, I'm sure they'd really appreciate it because and these are no small feats. They work hard for yeah, this, to this be award. the worst. The worst. Yeah. It's sad. One thing I got from tonight was sad that we only su- we support Mother Earth one day a year, April 15th. Yeah. It's yeah. bad. That's bad. I mean, that's ter- That is that is shocking that we can't make a better effort than one day a year. Yeah. Do we have time? You know how uh, sure, how Good the uh, how Earth Day started. How did it start? It's an inter- interesting story. Um, you know who Stuart Brand is? No. So Stuart Brand was um, the guy who started this um, magazine called the Whole Earth Catalog, and in 19, I believe 67, he dropped acid on top of uh, one of the the buildings in Ocean Beach, and he was looking out at the horizon. He saw how the Earth kind of curved down, and he had this insight that. Um, it was perspective that was responsible for all of humanity's ills and that we had never seen a photo of the Earth from space up until that point. He said that if people could just see that we are this delicate jewel suspended in vast vacuum space, they would behave differently. So he then went to Stanford um, with a protest sign and this big top hat, and he said, why hasn't NASA shown us a photo of the whole Earth yet? Um, The San Francisco Chronicle reported it, and he had his platform, um, and it turned into this movement to get NASA to turn its cameras around and snap this photo. A couple years later, they finally did, which is where you get that famous photo of the whole Earth, which became the uh, emblem of the ecology movement. A few years after that, I believe it was 1970, was it gave rise to the first Earth Day, global politics, this sense that we have this one planet 
Um, and I think that it generated a lot of behavior shifts. So, oh, for massive. So, yeah, I mean, you asked me a few times tonight, like, what what change have I made and what change has, has all this? It's like, I really don't know. I think that perspective is the biggest change right. you can ask right. from anyone. Yeah. Um, and we tend to get that when we see a mind-blowing photo or when we immerse ourselves deeply in nature. Right. So if there's one thing I can tell people to do on Earth Day is go outside and breathe it in. Amen. Amen to that. And uh, but once again, tomorrow at the uh, – speaking of breathing it in, let's not breathe in any cruise ship's crap. You can go protest tomorrow at uh, the – San beach, Carlos Beach in Monterey at, at 5 p.m. At 5 p.m. Or go to Brent Allen outside on Instagram. You can check out the uh, – the follow his uh, work on the uh, eliminating the cruise ships out of the Monterey Bay. I want to thank Mr. Kyle Thiemann for uh, – Coming on the show tonight, it's always interesting to have you here. Always, just always love seeing you think. And don't forget to check out, just got, check out the YouTube videos of the Mother Effer Awards. Uh, check them out on very, very funny. I mean, they're hysterical. And uh, I hope they become bigger and better. They're more important than the Oscars, for crying, which I would never watch. But let's, let's replace the Oscars with the MF Awards. I want to thank Mr. Fox for coming on the show tonight, too. Thank you, Neil. Uh, this show has been brought to you also by uh, Timmy Hunt from Brother Timmy from Ponawala Grill, opening up a new location right down the street here in Capitola. <laughs> and also merge, also Star Benny. I'm going to trip, take, take a little trip to Star Benny right down the street. Thank you, Sergio and Juliella, for serving TCNI food for the last uh, five years. Uh, I think I got everyone tonight. I want to th- once again thank Mr. Tim for coming on the show. I want to thank Mr. Fox, and I appreciate it. See you next week with uh, Alex Cicero and Live Again. See you tomorrow night with Tess Dunn on the Our Local Radio Show. She can sing. She's coming on tomorrow night. Thanks, everyone. Good night to you. Northern California for over 65 years. This is KSCO Santa Cruz. USA Radio News with Wendy King. At least 40 nations have grounded Boeing 737 MAX 8 airliners or ordered them not to fly in their airspace. This following Sunday's crash of an Ethiopian airliner that killed 157 people. The U.S. and Canada have not. Airline expert Scott Meyerwitz says the Federal Aviation Administration would step in if there's an inherent problem with the plane. The FAA is really the gold standard for international aviation safety. And they're not going to go out there and let a plane keep flying that is going to be unsafe. However, they're also not going to jump the gun without any proof and ground a plane, especially considering Boeing is the largest exporter of any American goods, not just in aviation. On Wall Street. The Dow is down 96, the S&P is up 8, and the Nasdaq is up 33 points. This is USA Radio News.
MZ here with yet another reason to love KSCO. We don't want to sell you advertising. We want to help you grow your business by sharing our enormous audience of product and service consuming humans with superior intelligence with you so you can turn them on to your business and message. We've launched a wonderful website called growwithkseo.com where you can order, create, and pay for incredibly effective 15-second live read sponsorship billboards promoting your business or the business of someone you care about. The best thing of all is the unbelievable price per live read sponsorship of local news, traffic, weather, talk shows, and or talk show segments. GrowWithKSEO.com could be the best website you could ever visit for the specific purpose of growing your business and making more money. Check it out and buy a bunch of KSEO live reads for your own business or for that of a friend or relative. GrowWithKSEO.com. GrowWithKSEO.com. Good. 50 people, including college coaches and Hollywood actresses, have been indicted as part of a scheme to help wealthy families get their children into top universities. U.S. Attorney Andrew Lelling. The parents charged today, despite already being able to give their children every legitimate advantage in the college admissions game, instead chose to corrupt and illegally manipulate the system for their benefit. We're not talking about donating a building so that a school's more likely to take your son or daughter. We're talking about deception and fraud, fake test scores, fake athletic credentials, fake photographs, bribed college officials. Britain's Prime Minister Theresa May's latest Brexit deal was again voted down. British lawmakers are now likely to ask for the deadline to be extended, but that would require the consent of all 27 EU members. Their next summit is March 21st, just eight days before Britain is scheduled to leave the EU. You're listening to USA Radio News. Opiates has taken everything and everyone I've ever loved away from me. Everything. I blew my ankle out and I got prescribed pain pills by my doctor. If making my detox public is going to help somebody, I'm all for it. I just wish I would have had a warning. Opioid dependence can happen after just five days. Know the truth. Spread the truth. A message from Truth, the Ad Council, and no. Measles continue to be a problem in the United States, but it doesn't have to be, as we hear from USA Radio's Tim Berg. The Centers for Disease Control is reporting that at least 228 cases of the measles have been reported since the 1st of January. Dr. Mark Siegel is a Fox News medical contributor. He has an easy way to avoid getting the measles. If people take the MMR vaccine, their protection against measles is 97%. And we need 90% to protect the community, to get a community immunity going around, a ring of immunity. And that's why children really shouldn't go to school unless they've had that second MMR shot. Dr. Siegel was speaking there on Fox News. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. A Utah elementary school teacher continues to seek forgiveness for an Ash Wednesday mistake. USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes has the latest. Teacher Mona Patterson apologizing again for telling a Catholic student to wipe an ash cross off his forehead on Ash Wednesday. Patterson issuing the apology at the Utah State Capitol saying she had no idea the ashes were a religious symbol. Patterson refused to answer reporter questions, though, about the incident because the Davis School District has placed her on leave and is still investigating what happened. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Take us with you on your mobile device and listen anytime at usaradio.com.
Good evening, Santa Cruz. Thank you, Neil Pearlberg, for your live show of Off the Lip. It was great. Sounded good. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow night. All right, guys, it's, uh, this is Nicholas Wilson here to bring you um, King of the Hill traffic and weather. Currently, uh, Google Maps, everything's looking clear um, in and around Santa Cruz, Watsonville, Monterey. Uh, I do see uh, going through Hecker Pass, which I, I don't travel through much. It's a place I don't think I want to by the looks of it here. Um, we do have some issues southbound. Uh, there's a uh, pass pole, pole line road. Uh, please keep uh, keep an eye out. It looks like there's 